I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The Soul Path of Awakening. Understand what living awake is. Oh, yes. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Oh, my God, it's great to connect with all of you. I've been um, in a major creative swirl doing um, content for my wonderful, amazing Patreon peeps, Soul Path peeps, and boy, oh, boy, is there a lot shifting. Um, Hey, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm Michelle. It's good to connect with you. I hope you find stuff here that um, warms the tummy soothes the soul, so it connects you to the soul, and connects you and warms you up to your heart connection. Yes, 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 yes. Um, all right, uh, let's see if you're in the chat, you can let me know how the sound is. That would be great. Um, if you are new, you can be in the chat. If you want to interact, you've got to sign up with BTR, or if you want to ask questions, um, if you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad. If you have a question or you want a reading, I uh, want to let everyone know how to get in touch with me also, YouTube channel, Soul Insights and Tarot with Michelle Mache with moi. Uh, Patreon, um, soulplayground.life, and also Instagram. Come connect with me on Instagram. Love to see you over there and hear from you. And uh, that's it. So um, I want to just touch on a couple of things that uh, we had some questions from some clients of mine. You know, I always see that there's an overlapping with whatever I'm doing on YouTube or here on this podcast, Instagram, or workshops or seminars. A lot of people, a lot of emotional, emotional stuff is coming up. It's like a major cleansing, clearing, purification. We also have um, some retrograded planets coming up, Mercury, Mars, uh, but I would say also, it's just also, you know, even beyond the aspects, the energy is asking us to really look and purge what isn't working, to, to really release. It's like a, a sacred honoring, a letting go. And it's, it's really letting go to yourself. I don't know how else to say this. And it, it is because if you're really hearing that soul call and feeling that nudge from spirit, you're going to be living differently. You're not going to be able to map things out as much by the rational mind and plan. You're going to have to go with your intuition, which, you know, which is 
that's the place where you download the higher consciousness, the new emerging consciousness to create the new paradigm within your life and co-creating with, with others. That's the awakening. So we're, we're, you're going to have to rely more on the inner prompting of your higher self, the guidance from within, the nudges, following the breadcrumbs, synchronistic timing rather than linear time. So there, it's also a time to get really honest with yourself, and that might be kind of hard. You know, I, I got to tell you, I'm a keep it real person, and I like that as well with other people, even if I don't like it in the minute or moment <laughs> or a few hours or days. I appreciate honesty. So I'm just going to share the more honest you can be with yourself and each other, and most importantly, really with yourself. Because it's, even in my practice, you know, in my coaching, soul coaching, spiritual life coaching, sometimes people are making really wrong decisions that are non-life enhancing. And it's, let's say, even with a relationship. You know you're with somebody that's, let's say, even abusive. It's not the right thing. You're not motivated anymore. I just tell people, look, and this is what I do with myself, at least be honest with yourself. If you're making choices that are not the best or most life-enhancing, just acknowledge that. You don't even have to really say it to someone else, but don't try to fool yourself and say, well, I'm doing it because of this or learning lessons or this or that or, you know, no. Just like, okay, I know I really should be out of this and maybe I will be soon or I'm working on it or I, I need to not do this anymore, or I need to focus on this more, or I need to take care of my health more. You know, just be honest, because honesty is really a higher vibrational form of love. It's an aspect of love. It's coming from integrous or integrity. It's coming from wholeness. It's not about right or wrong or goody-goody or goody-two-shoes. It's just about being more real with oneself. The other thing you're going to notice ramping up a lot is a surge of, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, or feeling this call, this, this urge within you, this urge of, I have to make things happen, I have to do something, okay? So there's this ramping up inside as you're clearing more, those of you that there's some space, you've cleared it enough energetically, emotionally, you've cleared some beliefs, you maybe don't know where you're going or exactly what you're doing, or maybe there's been delays in a move or a job or clear direction, but you're feeling this impulse, you're feeling this urge, you're feeling this movement, this momentum. You're feeling more of your individual flow and the universal flow coming through you, the quantum aspect of you, okay? Now, that means soon there's going to be changes. So look around and see what you need to do. Like, okay, it's like if you have company coming over, maybe you tidy up a bit. If you have someone maybe coming to stay with you for the weekend or for the month, maybe you put clean towels out, you know, you clean the bathroom or, or you know what I mean? You do it extra. You make sure the guest room is, is nice or if they're going to sleep on the sofa, then it's nice. Maybe you know some of your guests' favorite foods, so you bring those out. Guys, you've got to prepare. You've got to trust yourself and go, I feel something. Ask yourself, oh, what needs preparation? Not in an overly critical way or not in a way that is like pushy or judgy 
or manic. I gotta get this done. I gotta get this done now. I gotta prepare. I don't know what to do. No, just kind of with quiet calm, look around and go, oh, okay, uh, maybe I need more vitamins or I feel like to be pe- better prepared, maybe I need more juicing or more, I don't know what, green tea. It's going to be different for different people. What is the preparation that's needed? Maybe you're planning a trip and you're feeling, wow, that's maybe going to really be able to happen. So maybe you start looking online or you ask people, you know, about this place or you start putting it out there this is what I'm thinking of doing or this is what I'm planning on so each of you are going to feel it differently some of you are going to feel it in the gut a lot some of you in the heart and some of you flashes of insight you're going to hear something in other words more in the brain you're going to hear something or you're going to get a message or dream that kind of maybe even startles you or gives you the feeling So what you want to do, because you may not have a place to actually direct the energy, is, again, look around and prepare and see what you need to do. Just clean out your closet. Go for extra walks. You know, because that what's being prepared is the body-mind system is being prepared for the changes. And this is what it means to be receptive to first receive from the overflowing cup of the universal energy and input, to first receive and then respond to what you're receiving. See, a lot of times we're not, we're, we're, we're still digesting or integrating, so it feels like we're stuck or we're not receiving anything. And that can bring panic. Or we feel the energy moving, we feel we're receiving something, but we don't yet have a clear place to place the energy or anything to do. And so that can also bring anxiety. And that's why I'm going over this. Um, Oh, Jay Styling from hot Colorado. Okay, I'm in the mountains too. It's hot here too. I can't turn the air on yet because I don't want it to be noisy. Welcome everyone in the chat. Let me know how the sound is. Going to get to callers 347-539-5122. Good to see everyone. I can tell there's a lot. It's shifting. I love it. I love it. It's challenging, though, because sometimes, okay, here's the thing. Sometimes we want to not look at what's going on or we want to gloss over or maybe we're in relationships that we see somebody going in a wrong direction or like repeating a pattern or stuck in a circle or, you know, a cycle that's not a spiral going upward. Maybe it's a downward spiral. And normally we just wouldn't say anything. We just acknowledge and kind of move on or just not say anything. Honesty and truth is the best, even if someone can't handle it in the moment. It's really a sacred honoring because right, don't you trust somebody more if they've been honest with you? If they've been able to be honest with you? Yes, it's it's more trustworthy. I mean, even from the stupid like lettuce in your teeth, you know, I, I remember one time going out and I'm sure everyone has had this experience, but out with a friend years ago and they didn't tell me, literally. And they said, Well, I didn't want to say anything and I'm like, Wow. Okay, I know I'm not going to get truth and honesty from this person, you know. 
how long have I had this in? And they're like, well, I thought you would see it when you went in the bathroom. And I'm just like, wow, okay. And I get it. It's hard to tell people the truth. You know, sometimes it's hard to look at the truth for ourselves. But if you look in the mirror and say, I really, really love you, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. I know these are things that I need to do or focus on or work on or integrate or ask about or speak up or help myself, whatever it is, and just go, I see that. It's on my list. (laughs) Put it on your list. You know what I mean, folks? Like, okay, I'm going to work towards this. I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm working on this. That's like such love, such sacred honoring to be able to do that with yourself and even another. To even just say, you know, I see this coming up again. Because what's happening is people, you can feel it. It's like, we feel, like, it's like the animal beings feel the earthquake coming or the tsunami. You know, they get out of the way. As we're getting more in touch with our instinctual nature because there's not as many external anchoring points. You know, mindless busyness, overconsumption. There's a lot of things that no longer work anymore. Over drinking, over drugging, over eating, over, I don't know, betting, gambling, whatever it is. The over. So now people are starting to feel more, right? And so when you feel more, you, you sense, or, you know, what's going on. You feel something's happening, something's coming up. Well, a lot of times what happens is the defense mechanisms start coming up, the protection, you know. So you're really going to have to have conscious awareness of what your defense mechanisms or protection mechanisms are and what is the loop. That's one thing I'm trained in and the type of counseling and inner work I do, the type of therapy. And hypnosis, it's a form of hypnotherapy where I, we look at the subtext. I'm able to hear your train, and you can do this for yourself too. Train yourself to hear the subtext of what you're actually saying. It just takes consciousness. You can do it on your own. So in other words, if you're talking, let's say, okay, let's give an example. Let's say you're talking to a friend about, I'll do one for career, one for business, okay? Um, Let's see, career. Um, Let's say you have this goal you've been working on, and and you're talking to your friend, and you're saying, yes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Your friend is giving you advice or listening to you and suggesting, and 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 then you keep saying, well, it's too difficult for someone with my background to do this. Or it's, it's too, with my, tra- I, I, you know, I don't have enough schooling. That's a biggie. I don't have enough training or enough schooling. Or I guess I won't make that. Or I won't have the sales. You know, I won't have enough, you know, I, I didn't have enough before. I won't have enough. So you listen, I don't have enough. So the subtext is the most simple primal message. That, that's, and it's a message that that's the message that's going out into the world. That's what we create with folks. of what we create is through the subconscious mind, you know, 95 on the low end. So 97, let's say 95 to 97% of what we create is from the subconscious mind. So when you learn to listen or watch through dreams and those reoccurring thoughts, oh, I don't have enough. No, okay, let's say you're planning for a trip next year. And you keep saying to your friends or family, well, I don't have enough. I don't have enough in savings. I don't have enough. That's the message. I don't have enough. 
who knows what's going to happen in a year? If you have to reframe that, it's not I don't have enough, I'm still saving for it or I'm putting aside for it. Do you see the difference that I don't have enough? Because what's coming out into the universe, if, you, if, if your subtext is I'm still saving for it or I'm saving for that trip or I'm saving for that house, that's what goes out to the universe. If, you, if your friend is saying, how are you doing on your savings? Oh, I don't have enough yet. Oh, I don't have enough. Oh, I don't have enough yet. That's what's going out into the universe, right? So let's say on relationship, oh, yeah, I'm always the giver. Yeah, I'm always the giver. Yeah, I'm the one that gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to get these relationships where I'm always the giver. What's, what's the subtext? I'm always the giver. I'm always the giver. And that's how it goes out into the universe. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a binary code. It's a beat. It's a, it's a mantra. It's an enco- it, and it's very, I'm always the giver. You know, um, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. That's what's going on in the universe. But you can reframe that. I'm, I'm sorting through things or I'm meditating and seeing what comes to me. I'm journaling and seeing what comes to me. So watch for those subtexts right now. I've been seeing it in quite a few people, friends, clients. I mean, I'm like, whoa. You know, and the subtexts are the, those. Those are the minds. Those are the detonator minds that go off because there's a lot of emotional charge there from past situations, this lifetime, other lifetime, other dimensions. However, you want to look at it, even just this lifetime alone, the subtext is going to show you where the charge is. You know, or I'm not ready for a relationship. Oh, you're thinking, yeah, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. That's the mantra that goes out into the universe. All right, let's get the callers on this. 347-539-5122. Let me check in on the chatty. Oh, yes, Jay Stiley. Yes, Jay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's saying, did anyone feel the high energy the first two or three weeks of August? Yes, that was at Uranus-Mars conjunction, conjuncting the North Node uh, in Taurus. It was honestly too much. You feel like a nice breather. Yeah. Um, oh, get in the queue, K-O-T. Um Yeah, so... Um, you're going, that's what I'm saying, this, but, but see, we're getting, there's going to be more of that intensification of energy. We're going to have a bit of that again coming up in October. So it's about getting used to it. How can you get used to this energy or how can you understand this energy? How can you, uh, <laughs> Understand this energy and how can you, you know, again, retrain yourself that you, you move when, when there's a lot of energy, then you're moving. You're doing what you need to do. If there's less energy, you go within or you prepare, right? So, again, this is all about understanding ourselves energetically. The more, you, the more that you can understand yourself energetically, the more that you can connect into what is right for you. That's the whole thing. See, we're having to retrain ourselves. We are in a retrainment. 
This is a retraining, a retrainment of understanding ourselves and, and not in a hit or miss way that we understand our own patterning, our own blocks, our own limitations. We can reframe them with love. You know, if somebody points something out to us, you know, even if you don't like it, I don't care. This is not about you having to tell the other person you were right. This is about you looking at the situation. Like I had a dear friend of mine, and she was right. I didn't have enough support. And so I re- reached out, and thank God I, got, I have some people now really helping me to get some of this projects, you know, and soul support really out to people to, to you know, help more people. Um, but also with the work that I do, I can't just accept any, you know, I have, there has to be, a, you know, a higher level of trust and, you know, more consciousness there. And I was kind of a little resistant because I do have some people helping me, but they're not able to do as much as they were before or enough. So I opened to new people, you know, and got a lot of help. Um, one thing that's coming out, I'm so excited. A lot of you have asked for my Soul Insights mantras in a book form. That's coming in a wonderful ebook. Uh, that you can take with you, you can have with you wherever. So anyway, I had a great um, Jacqueline Hansel. She's on Instagram. You can follow her, a great editor uh, that's helping me. I have a new assistant, Casey. And then, of course, always Jen, Joes, and the backbone of Awakenings podcast, Sadie. So anyway, but I was kind of like a little, it's like, oh, God, i got to work on more stuff. But I didn't, I stopped and paused to myself and said, okay, Michelle, you need to do this. You, you need, you can't do this anymore. You're going to, you're burning out. Um, hey, Jackie's in the chat. So there you go. There you go. So yes, there will be more of this energy coming in that is a higher vibrational frequency energy. You just have to know that and understand that it's up to you to manage the energy. I actually got a lot done. And then there was a bit of a crash. A lot of my clients and people said, oh, my God, we're, I was really doing well, and now everything crashed. What happened? And it's like, just remember, it's not that you're doing anything wrong when energy wanes. Just think of the moon cycles. The moon waxes. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's full. And then it wanes, gets smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, until, like, disappears the energy wanes waxes and wanes our energy waxes and wanes as well so as you understand that then you can begin to manage your energy and that's part of what's being a you know master metaphysician actually is to be able to understand your energetic patterns and manifest you know not only focus on what you want and manifest but manage them understand the energetic patterning all right, we're taking callers, 347-539-5122. Oh, well, let's see, Internet friend, is energy tied to the cycle of the moon? Uh, yes. Um, let's, let's look at that. Okay, so energetic patterns, there's just different lenses to look at patterns, just like looking through the lens of a camera. Different lenses are going to give you a different view via the camera, wide angle, short lens, telephoto lens, right, 35 millimeter, 85 millimeter. 
So we can look through lenses of tarot, tarot readings, channeling, psychic readings, our intuition, animal medicine, you know, reading the signs, uh, numerology, uh, tree of life, the Kabbalah, astrology. I say numerology. Those are just a few. Astro dice, pendulum. Pendulums read energy, dousing wads. All of these are ways of tapping into the universal flow of the innate creative intelligence, infinite intelligence of the universe, of that creative principle of what's the trajectory, what is the trend, uh, stock market, food market, all, it's really energetically, they're trends. There's always energetic trends. I see that even in my readings. I'll get like groups of readings of people going through the same thing or similar things. So it just depends which lens or lenses you like um, to use. Also, is there additional cosmic energy you can gather from? Yes, absolutely, yes. Yes, if you know, I mean, we can always, especially through up through, up through all the chakras, but especially up through the uh, Shoshona the, and accessing through the, right, right above the crown, the ascension point, you can always tap into more energy, you know, Reiki, energy work, prana, life force, tapping into the life force, animating energy, shigang, tai chi, those are ways of tapping in. Or just through a shift in consciousness, through breath work. So, yeah, we can always tap into more energy, absolutely. But also I want, I'm sharing this because even myself, sometimes it's like I forget. When there's been a lot of energy, there is always going to be a dip or a plateauing. We can't sustain the higher vibrational frequency energy to lo- of anything. You know, it's, it, it'd be like being on uppers all the time, right? <laughs> and that means they're just like, ah, or too much coffee, you know, ah. So, you know, it, that it burns out our nervous system. And you have to remember, we have the same body that we have had since the turn of the century and even earlier. But our body right now is going through a lot of shiftings physically, physiologically, and on an energetic level to be able to handle higher vibrational frequency. How many of you are noticing you need less sleep, maybe even less food? Or maybe you have a lot of food and then hardly any food. So these are all aspects of the adjustment or your food choices are changing. Or maybe you're finding you need more water. Water is key to being able to handle higher vibrational frequency energy because water is the conduit. So the more water that we have in our system, the more hydrated we are, the easier it is for us to open up to and receive, you know, download, upload download, I guess, and upload higher vibrational frequency energy. Uh, Cool internet friend. Great question. Thank you. Thanks for connecting. All right. Let's get to callers. 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad to get in the queue. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am... So-so. It's funny because when you so were talking okay. about the the emotional and the releasing and um, just accepting, all of that has been me this last week. <laughs> ah, okay. So, who, wait, so I'll just let everybody know who this is. Uh, this is Keisha. 
Keisha. Okay, hey Keisha. Okay, yeah. So you've been going through. Yeah, you're not the only one. And I think this is why I like talking about this kind of stuff and sharing. It's because sometimes we go through stuff and we think that it's just us. I mean, even me with this drop in energy, I had so much energy. Creative, got so much done. I was, I'm like, whoa! I mean, invincible. And then it kind of plateaued. Well, it crashed and then plateaued. And then I went, oh, then I had to recall, oh, that was that Uranus conjunct Mars conjunct the nose node. You know, that's, that was in my eighth house. Yeah. And it's, that's, yeah. yeah. So a lot of, so if we don't talk about these things, we think, oh my God, it's, it's only happening to me. Right. And that's how I've been feeling. And it's weird because I just said to a friend earlier how, to, like, I don't have any motivation to post on social media, any of my creative ideas now. Like, I'm literally just, like, I have no, which I need to post because I, I have, like, a major event that I've been doing, and I've been trying to grow it, but I just don't have any motivation to even do it. Mm, I totally get that. I, I'll i share something with you that I shared with some uh, other uh, people that were feeling the same. And I actually pulled myself, I used to post a lot. In fact, I'd lost quite a few followers of people, friends, whatever you want to call them, uh, because I'm not posting so much. And I know a lot of times people post a lot, and especially it's like their diary, you know, their journaling. Because I'll tell you, I feel something new coming in with social media or what, how we share what we share that's coming in next year. And I was also mm. feeling for myself, I'm in process, I'm healing on a deeper level, something's changing within me. I don't want to just post to post to get yeah. likes or people to follow me. I, it has to have some meaning. So I pulled back for a good, I don't know, six, eight months. And now mm. I'm just kind of coming out with something to share or say. But I'm also being much more mindful, like I'm not posting every day. I think that's, for me, I think it's too much because I want to post something that's mindful. So all of you, if you're feeling that or even reaching out to friends or, and and I know there's such a push, you know, a lot of people have big machines behind them posting, you know, uh, for them, companies. But I think that something's going to change next year where that's really not going to matter. It's, I think people are going to be wanting to digest things more. Because if you're taking too much in, like too much media, too, much, too many influences, you can't really be present to what it is you're reading or doing and digest and take it in and integrate it, you know, and, and contemplate and integrate it. It's just like you're – it's like overconsumption. And that's what I was seeing with – uh, Keisha, even on Instagram, I mean, I remember months ago when I pulled back, I couldn't even get on there. It was so noisy. It felt like like loud. Um, even back in the day, I was a punk rocker for a minute or two, but uh, in the punk. But I felt like that. I felt like I was back in the punk bar, in the bar with the throwing, people throwing beer bottles and kicking me. I was like, ah! It, it was just so noisy. And people posting these things that, aren't really them, you know, Yeah. and spiritual gangsta and all this kind of, I'm like, whoa, what is that? Uh, what is that? It's like, that's so disingenuous. So I hear you, but, you know, I, I, I do. I hear you. And you're probably, what's happening is you're shifting. That's, so it, it, honestly, it definitely to, feels like that. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like I don't want to post 
unless I'm like unless I really have something to say, like kind of how you said it, like I don't just want to post just to like get followers anymore. Like I want to post things yeah. because like I'm passionate about it and what the message is, it needs to be heard. So I'm, yes, I'm finding wow. myself just just all together about like how I want to post and the things I want to share on social media. So that's that's definitely true. I, yeah. I, I did have. Well, a you're definitely though. hearing you're definitely hearing the higher call, the higher message, and following it. So good for you, because a lot of people have been hearing that message, but they're afraid to pull back because of losing people following. And and to me, if people really are aligned to you, they'll know the reason that you're pulling back for some reason, and maybe that should inspire them to pull back. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sweetie, I could talk yeah. to you forever. What's your, what's your question? <laughs> um, so I have an event. I called you about last week, okay. and it happened Sunday, and it, it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be, and that kind of, like, made that entire week even more emotional for me. Um but I have another one that I'm doing this month. And, and like, so I made a lot of sacrifices when I did this. Like, I took a lot of risk uh, financially because I really want to put myself in, like, a much better position. And I kind of I'm – a, I'm a doula, so I kind of don't want to focus more on birth as much. I want to focus on education. But, like, now I'm kind of feeling like I may have took the wrong direction and I shouldn't have even tried to do this event and try to – because my whole idea was to do, like, a whole big thing and do it every month. And I'm, like, now I'm doubting myself um, because of, like, it. the last one not being as successful and not really – and then me being in the mindset of not wanting to post on top of that. When I uh, that's what I think. Up. See, I think you're trying to do – and this is hard. I get it. I'm there in a few things. It, it seems like we have to do something now, and there are a lot of people that are – doing something now and they're getting it done. But if you're not feeling it, find what small step, pull back the scale and see, you know, so it's a slight stretch of you doing something, putting something together, engaging, connecting, but maybe not the whole. To me, what it sounds like is your, the vision is changing. Yeah. See, that's what a lot of people, I hope a lot of people are really listening to this because, that's what's happening for many, many people right now is the vision is changing. But see, first of all, when we manifest something, whether drawing it in or manifesting, a lot of times it's three to five years previous stuff, ideas, sometimes way longer. So sometimes yeah. things come back around and, and we don't, you know, we don't want that or we don't, we don't need that anymore. We don't like that, you know. And um, But also, right now, there's a lot of revisioning, and there's going to be a lot in September and October of what's going on individually with people and also in the collective, you know, world where people are going to see more of what is really needed and, and also what brings true joy, what brings true joy to people. So, yeah, it sounds like you're in a shift is what I'm hearing, and there is going to be a slight change in your direction and approach, and you don't know, you don't, it's not, you don't have it formulated. I don't feel it's formulated yet within you. I feel like it's going into form. Okay, so, right? like, yeah, it, it is. So I was thinking about just not doing the Tampa one at all. 
and just canceling mm-hmm. it all together because I, I just I don't know. That like sounds I'm, good. I'm just, I, I definitely hear with you to pull back. Do the do the minimum, whatever it is that you need to do for you or for your business. Pull back, yeah. and then then you'll see what the next step is. You know what the next integration is. Okay, because my idea was just to pull out back this entire year and just go jump back into it next year. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel there are things that you can do on a smaller scale, or maybe it's more of what you normally do, right? Maybe it's yeah, yeah. what it you is, normally do. Honestly, it is in the same realm of what I normally do. It definitely is. Um, it's just that I was trying to do it on a much bigger scale. But, like, now I have to, because I don't want to go back to birth work, so now I have to uh, get a regular job. Well, not regular job, because it will be working in birth work a little bit, but it won't be, like, actually doing birth. So I'm finding myself okay. having to, like, shift all together. Okay. Then follow that. Follow that. You're going to know. See, this is the whole thing. There's something, again, new – emerging there's something newly emerging that is not yet totally in form and you have to trust that because it's coming from you it's coming from your higher self it's just the little you the avatar you doesn't know what's going on right and it's so it's so has a has a bit of a fear but it's okay it's okay to pull back and regroup you know, or do something differently, wait, wait for that call or more support. I mean, some of the things I wanted to do, I've been, they've been on my list since 2011, you know, but I did, the people weren't around me. I didn't have the support, you know, even my ebook, I've had so many people text me, email me so many, you know, Mitchie is one, if you're listening, you know, oh, I'd love to have this, you know, in a book form, I'd like to read this, I'd like to have that, you know, I just didn't have physically the support and the the bandwidth. So I would just yeah. say listen to your intuition, follow that, you know, but make sure you're not pulling – check in with yourself why you're pulling back and how much to pull back. Because I still feel there's some smaller things that you could do to bridge to the new. Because you're actually bridging. That's what's happening. You just – you wanted to leap, but, but bridging takes some time. Okay. All right, Keisha, I'll we're going to get to the next mind. callers. Thank you for calling Thank in. Thank you. Thank you. All right, big hug. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hey, Michelle, it's Jules from Florida. Hey, Jules. Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you? So, are you um, having that hot weather? Oh, yeah, hot, humid, and every day it rains, like the torrential <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I might need a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it! All right, how? What's going on with you? What's well? Um, I'm still, you know, trying to do the move, and I'm finding a lot of delays. Um, finding a yeah. place, getting you know people to return calls, canceling appointments, and all kinds of craziness. So I was hoping for some insights about the move, or when you see you know, it happening because we still need to be out by the end of the year. Oh, I was going to say, I would say more the end of the year, beginning of next year is what I'm getting. So okay. my sense things will move more in October. It's going to be close. 
I think it's always shown that with you. Yeah, you have to just honor the process of the t- of the time. Some of it's also you getting, you know, you're you're getting more and more prepared, more and more ready. Sometimes when things are so delayed, even if let's say we're on the fence about something, because we've been working on it and there's frustration, then when it finally happens, we're so ready for it. You know, it's like it's like that slingshot that psh, propels us yeah. forward. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's going to happen. You just have to just, you know, do the steps in front of you. Do what's there. And, um, but, yeah, I, do, I would say expect delays even in September. I feel like you, there could be something you want or go for and then you decide not to. There's going to be, I feel like there's going to be two choices of where you can um, go, where you can rent. And there's some kind of, um, I don't know, like a choice, like let me go back and look at this one or let's talk to these people or, or, or maybe it's over the phone or something. Uh, or it could be also someplace online that you see and then you you want to go see it because that one's better than the last one, but there's a little bit of a risk. Does it really look like this? Um, if you haven't yeah. looked online, I would also look online. I feel like there is going to be well, something that comes in for that's that's basically what I'm having to do because I'm in Florida and we're going to move to Kansas, so everything is done online. I'm looking, you know, I get all the notifications from like three different rental, you know, like Zillow and Apartments.com and all that. So I'm I'm getting the notifications and I call about them, but a lot of times, you know, they don't call back. So I'm I'm actually having to coordinate with my daughter to you know set up appointments to see so. Um, we are going to be there for a visit um, like the 22nd of September for a week. So I'm hoping that maybe we can, you know, oh, well, do that some looking while we're there too. Two different ones then. That, that might be that you see one online and then you, you end up being able to go there and look in person. Because I feel like there's going to be a choice between two. I, I don't know what the mix-up is. If it's like – you look at one, but there's another one you want to look at, and maybe that, that's not the time doesn't work out to look at it because you're going to be leaving. So then you wonder whether to just take it, or have your daughter look at it, or do you do you stay a little longer? Uh, it's going to be a little bunchy, but but you are going to get something, and you are going to get moved. Take uh, a little bit longer. Good. <laughs> All right, Joel. It's so oh my fun. God, that's so crazy. Look, I know, moving is uh. Moving yeah. is, uh, yeah, it's it's its own thing. You know, it's high up there. Up, up, believe it or not, even even um, vacations, uh, longer term vacations, are up there in the stress cycle. Up with divorce, death, and moving. Those are the highest. And vacations, because yeah. there's so much stress when you, to to leave. Packing is so stressful. Yeah, and then coming oh, back. Gosh, yes. Yeah. You have to unpack, and then you have all the stuff that you didn't do, the mail, and then, of course, moving is right up there also. So take a breath. Make sure you have some, you know, a little bit of chill time. Yeah. All right. Take care. Okay. Right. Well, thank you so much. All right. You're take welcome. Care. Bye-bye. Take care. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the call. This is Kay. That was in the uh, chat room. Hi. Um, this is just like perfect timing and 
the short of it is I, I understand totally about this up and down in the energy. I, I have been, I guess the shortest way to put it, a basket case up and down for the past few weeks. Um, I, I will feel energized and then something will happen and I go completely the other direction. And it's just like, like that first caller, it, it takes everything in me just to get up to do the things that need to be done. So the, the fun things are just like, okay, I can't even think about doing that right now. Um, I, I'm just, I'm trying to get this back, um, get back to myself. I, I lost a job. I am working now, but it's a job. And a job is not bad. It's just that the salary is so low compared to what I need and what I have made. Um, I'm searching, I'm applying, I'm interviewing, and nothing's panning out. Uh, I was in a relationship with this, uh, my girlfriend, and we ended, still love each other. It just, so it's like when oh. it was like a domino, domino. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to find the balance, trying to figure out how. Yeah, okay, well. As a wise person in the chat said, follow the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, it's bit <laughs> by bit. So sometimes sometimes we have to not look ahead to where we want to go, what we want to do. I like to write that out, put that somewhere, and then bring my focus back to the immediate, especially when you've gone through a lot of transition and change, and you're in what we call yes. in transitional counseling, the gray zone. You're, you can't go back to yes. what was but the new isn't yet in form. And so you are in this right. very ambiguous, ambivalent, you know, area that, that's kind of a lot of a, a more unknown than known. So you have to pull mm-hmm. back the focus a little bit. Um, the other thing I feel for you is focusing on your health and physicality. Yes. Right? Yes. That, that's yes. so – Right now, while I'm waiting, I'm going to get in better shape to feel better, to have more stamina. I'm going to get, you know, eat this and that. I'm going. So that I feel like that will give your rational mind, the lower mind, surface mind, beta consciousness something to do. It's the to do part of us that when we're in the okay. green zone, it doesn't it doesn't like it until it. So you have to give that part something to do. You know something. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then I think that that's that's going to greatly help you with the balance. You know, maybe like okay, you listen to this podcast. Maybe at night for five to ten minutes, you listen to the podcast or another podcast or, or nice music. Mm-hmm. And you do mm-hmm. a little exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, you or you just right. lay and stretch. Just something very simple, light a candle, and in that you say, okay, I need to. This piece is important, so I can handle the changes and get out there and have the energy and focus to draw in or create or get a better job. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like okay. that is greatly going to help you. Okay. Okay. All right, Kate. Okay. Perfect. 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 Thanks for calling in. Yes. Big hug. Thank Take you care. so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. Good afternoon. It's Marlena. Hey, Marlena, welcome. Hi. Um, So I was wondering if you could tell me um, a little bit about 
I'm interested in getting um, a fur baby. So I was wondering if you um, sense anything or see anything in the future as far as um, me with the dog. Okay. It's so funny because Monkey, the little fur baby I'm taking care of too, but Monkey and Dorje, just right as you started talking about that sort of barf. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a little confirmation. Uh, yeah. She's a very advanced soul because she came to me to, t- to take care of her. her. Her mommy's in Costa Rica, so I'm taking care of her. Oh, uh-huh. uh, let's see. Yeah, definitely. De- oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely do it. Focus on the um, positive aspects of it. It's going to get you out more, out of yourself, out and about. Um, also, it's going to bring in a little creativity or a little kind of spirituality or magic in your life somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, – I'm just hearing you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. Do you um, happen to see anything time frame or – well, that's up to you, you know, looking, calling it, the, the being in. Yeah. The animal being in. Yeah, that's up to you. You know, it could be within the next three months. It's it's not a long way off. Mm-hmm. You might be thinking and thinking about it and wondering and then all of a sudden see, see one, you know, or, or somebody tells you about one. Right. Um, yeah, it, it feels like it could be. You might be planning and planning and then kind of still in that planning phase when the the little being comes in for you. Oh, Marlena, happy for you. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. I think I see you on on my YouTube, right, also? Yeah, yeah, I'm on your YouTube. Um, I've We worked together before a few times before in the past, so I always try and hop on to um, – the live shows, but if I miss them, I'm always catching up with you on the recording. So it's yeah. great that you have all these platforms. Thank you. Love it. Love connecting with you as well. I'm very happy for you and your decision and the being you're going to be drawing in. It's going to be good. I don't know what it is. There's something, maybe it's a, a lucky way that you you meet. I, I don't know. There's something oh, kind of spiritual I or hope magical so. around. Doing- yeah. I hope so. I've been doing a lot of research, and um, I've, you know, I've been trying to reach out as much as I can. And I almost grabbed one, but I made a mistake. I was just taken over by fear, so I missed my opportunity with that. Um, so that was a little disappointing. So hopefully, it is something lucky. Yeah, that's interesting. Lucky. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Lucky. There's a lucky. There's a little something that you're not sure. Yeah, not I wasn't planned. Sure. In all I, the in all the planning, yeah, in all the planning, it's 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 in the moment where there's you're not planning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Arty. I almost um, I almost was able to get one, and then I just wasn't sure there was something that wasn't just quite right, so I backed out. I don't feel that was the one anyway. I think that's why uh, you know, otherwise it would come back around. But I think it was like you're getting closer what I'm hearing, right? Good. I hope so. Getting closer. Yeah. All right, Marlena, good to connect with you as always. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right. We have time for one more, and then we're going to get to our guest. 
Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Michelle. How are you? Yes. Hi. Who is it? Oops. Hello. 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 Yes. Yes, I can't tell. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hi. Who is it? This is Michelle. How are you? Hi. Doing great. Uh, Hopefully. You can hear me because I've, you know the connection is just a little bad. So, um, my question yeah. to you is, I'm gonna be. Um, I started working with a spiritual healer, so mm-hmm. I'm just wanna see. I do see you work it out. I'm gonna mute you so you don't hear the background noise. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Looks like it's good. Looks like it's light, or you may even be doing a lot with um, writing with this person, or I don't know if they have books. There's a lot of research or a lot of study. I I don't feel it's just one-on-one talking or communicating, you know, like in session or something like that. There seems to be also a lot of uh, written work or processing of some sort. It does show that somehow it's going to bring some clarity and some kind of new direction or option in your business also. So good business move, good business call. All right. I mean, um, I'm, I, meant, yeah, I meant to say he, he was, I was going to do a session with him for healing. That's what I meant to say when I say I'm working with him. Oh, you're going to do a session. Well, maybe there's more than one person because I feel like there's something you're okay. also going to be studying with. This person could help you open a door or something in regards to your career or life path. It's it's like, I I feel like you're in a time of study and research, and then that's going to stimulate an idea or or a new direction um, that's coming up. So maybe you are reading a lot or writing or journaling of some sort, but it it does show you really working with the mind right now, the lower mind and higher mind you know, kind of clearing those lower level thoughts and things to bring in, I I, I keep feeling like big idea and new direction with you. All right. Okay. So you seem being, you seem being helpful. That's what I just want to make sure because just thought it was. Yes, but I don't think it's the only one, you know, only one. There's some transformative energy. Um, You're really needing to work more with your beliefs and ideas and also getting clarity so that you're not too scattered with what you want to do in your projects. So if they're helpful with that, then that's a, that's a life enhancing thing. Thank you. you Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Much peace. All right. So life, it is time for our awakening dialogue. We have today, Caitlin Rose, um, who is a somatic therapeutic, uh, coach. Ooh, looking forward to finding more about that. Uh, she helps her clients harmonize the nervous system. Ooh, and embody soul power. We're just talking about that, the nervous system during this time. Um, all right, let's dive in and see what she has to say and offer. Hello, Caitlin. So, hi. Hey, can you hear me okay? I can, I can. Can you hear me? We have an overlap. I'm just letting you know we have a little bit of an overlap with the way that this um, software works on Blog Talk. So just I'll, I'll kind of pause after I ask you questions. Um, 
couple things to dive in. Want to know what you were doing before you were doing this, what I like to call the first awakening, awakening maybe to your healing or to your path, and what brought you here. And then I definitely want to dive into uh, talking about healing the nervous system or helping helping the nervous system, supporting the nervous system, um, because I always say right now we're, we're all not only in the cycle of grief, but we're also in perpetual PT, PTSD right now that, that because we keep, people keep getting re-traumatized. So maybe you can help us with um, some approaches or viewpoints or exercises with that. So I'll leave it to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and I'm happy to share about my first awakening. It's a really powerful and resonant story for me, of course, which was actually mm-hmm. through yoga and yoga, my yoga teacher training in my teens. And I had what I call my first in my body moment. I, I lived my life very dissociated, very out of body for quite a long time due to some early childhood traumas. And yoga really helped me find my way back and root in. And that definitely lit lit a spark for me and led me deeper and deeper onto this path, which of course has now drawn me into more somatics and um, deeper nervous system and, and trauma healing. And yoga is a huge part of that still. And also, it's led me to a space of even more depth, which is what mm. I really love about somatics. It's a word that literally means connecting with your inner body and your yeah, inner self. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So yoga was like the first spark that led me into this world of somatics. And it's just, I feel like, gone more and more internal and really deepens over time, which is part of part of being on this healing journey in this path. Mm-hmm. So true. And I love what, okay, Soma, because it's so important right now. I mean, it always has been, but this whole idea right now of embodying the, the new emerging consciousness embodying the higher vibrational frequency. So it's really bringing it out of that heady, you know, which even a lot of religions, even, you know, or principles, spiritual principles, um, or to escape the body, you know, even sometimes in yoga or Hinduism, it's like getting out of the, escaping this, this earth experience, you know, transcending the body. Um, and a lot of that kind of, regurgitated and reinforced in our culture. But now clearly this part of the awakening is so much about being in the body, being on earth, having it embodied, the soma, understanding the different bodies, the subtle energy bodies, the the denser physical bodies, ourselves physiologically. Can you speak to a little bit about that from what you've seen, whether within yourself or people that you work with, this whole idea of, embodying perhaps even embodying more of us maybe that's really what we're talking about Mm, yeah I love that you brought in that piece around how so many spiritual or religious traditions have been more focused on transcendence and going up and out and reaching you know more of that like ethereal state of consciousness and I 
you know, I love those practices and they're powerful and so passionate about like body inclusivity and, and how we weave our cosmic vast expansive selves into our human and our life experience. And somatics is such a beautiful portal for that because what we're able to do is get more in contact with the felt sense sensations in the body really just like I see it as weaving our spirit and body back together in the ways that we've gotten very fragmented and and disembodied and and dissociated which you know even meditation itself can be a dissociative practice and dissociation is not always a bad thing we need to be positive right you know having those dissociated states and going up and out and connecting in those more traditional quote unquote spiritual ways is awesome and it's incomplete and it can leave us feeling like we have our spiritual self and then we have all of like this shadow or these human parts and there's not real integration of who we truly are into our human life. And I find that somatics is just so powerful in weaving weaving ourselves back together. Yeah. I love that weaving well, and the thing is, is everything is consciousness. So if we understand whether we're extending upward or outward, we're not, we're still going into the fullness of the body, not escaping it, not needing to leave it. You know, I mean, even if mm-hmm. you look at some of the, you know, Judaic Christian, the dogma part of, you know, sin of the body and the flesh and all this kind of moving away. Um, I remember I also was a, a way back when a dancer and and that's kind of what I'm doing my meditation practice starting that and with the dance it was near kind of years later that I paused and realized I thought gosh even in dancing you were taught that your mind makes the body do something you know don't listen to your body you're feeling tired or you're hurting you know push past or as a runner don't push past it meditating don't you know if you have to scratch don't scratch you know transcend that I, re- I remember you know, teachers I had in the back in the day that you know they tap you or with a little ruler or their hand or or you'd be looked at side-eyed whether in, in mm-hmm. yoga practice or meditation practice because you had to scratch or stretch a different way but there seems to be a shift a change of over the years of no, the scratch is part of the meditation. Like you said, that it's a metaphor for the shadow. No, that's part of your life. That that's part of the the meditation of life. That's all, part of it. Um, are you seeing more of that shift, or people opening up more to embody more parts of them? I guess, or or, or more the fullness of them through the body. I see a strong desire that in a lot of people I think there's been a collective awakening to how important reconnecting with our bodies are and um, with that also just reconnecting with the earth and the earth elements and coming back into that sense of like reality and groundedness mm. and present moment not in a necessarily like a meditative sense but in a very like practical rooted sense I see a strong desire for that and with that also it, it's hard. We have so much conditioning from our culture, religions, our minds, our family systems that keeps us out of the body and in the mind. And sometimes we think that, you know, like you go to the gym and you're working out and you're like, I'm connecting with my body, but you can go through an entire workout. Like you mentioned with 
dance or with yeah. running or even with your yoga practice, and you're not, you don't necessarily yeah. actually act connecting to your physical form. So it takes, I, I feel it takes for a lot of people some guidance, intentional effort, because the conditioning and the patterning runs really deep where we deflect and come back to that layer of thinking and we can even think that we're we're actually connecting, but it's not happening in like the full depth that it could could actually be. Right. That's so and I'm glad you mentioned it even with yoga because sometimes and I've had friends and, and clients that sometimes they're like, Well, I have to do this amount or I'm doing this yoga, you know, and they'll they'll be saying, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, Well, maybe you just need to rest you know, or you don't have to do the full two hours or two and a half hours or hour, whatever it is, or maybe, oh, no, I always feel better. But then it's like, well, you're not really listening to the body. The body mm-hmm. sometimes just needs to, to rest. What would you say are some good ways for people to really start paying attention and listening and really hearing what the body is saying? Yeah, it's a really powerful question, and it brings up, just such like a human struggle and human theme of how do we balance like a healthy level of activating or pushing ourselves, but also a healthy level of honoring our rest cycles and slowing down. And usually, I mean, this is also really connected with nervous system states, right? Like that activated energy of like, I need to do a two and a half hour yoga practice every day, which can come from sometimes a state of um, imbalance and isn't actually supportive or what's needed, that's more of a sympathetic nervous system state, more of that like hypervigilant task orientation, getting things done mm-hmm. for energy. And then the restful side, oftentimes there are, a lot of people are afraid of that because when we slow down yeah. into more of the parasympathetic, you have to feel. And <laughs> our whole yeah. systems are usually on avoiding certain feelings. And so in order to really be able to slow down, we have to build our bandwidth and our capacity to be with our feelings, to be with our sensations, to be okay with the feelings that come up, which can be really, really hard. And then the other piece of this is that for most of us, the parasympathetic state that we're in or that we're used to is more freeze, dissociated, numb, like kind of that checked out space and not like an authentic, true sense of integrated relaxation and um, fullness and tranquility, usually it's more of that space of like, I'm just going to check out and like scroll through my phone or, um, you know, whatever it is for each individual person. We all have those ways that we, we numb from big to small, but I really feel like it takes an intentional effort to first off feel okay with slowing down, which means being okay with feeling, feeling emotions, sensations that perhaps you've been avoiding for your whole lifetime. And that takes takes time to build that. And it does take courage to slow down. And with that, when you have more bandwidth to just feel, then you can really drop into more like deeper states of rest and that sense of deeper honor and listening to what is actually needed rather than just what you're told you need to do, which is a two and a half hour yoga practice every day. It's like, can we like take that 
know, more like mental advice or external advice. Let's take that with a grain of salt and then learn how do we access the wisdom from within rather than from without. Right. Exactly. Now, what also what's interesting on that note, I think sometimes like the feeling, people not wanting to feel, but there is a fear and it's definitely propagated in 3D world, everyday mainstream world and consciousness that if we slow down, we're going to stop or we won't get Mm -hmm. going or we won't have the motivation or the inspiration to do what we need to do. I don't know where that came from. I mean, it it visits my house every now and then. (laughs) I can tell you that. Even though I know, you know, it's a falsity. Um, what what can you say about that, and what can help people understand that that's not going to happen? I mean, it, it's a dark yeah. fear, though. I mean, it really is. Like, if I stop, I'll never get going, or I won't finish stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of rooted in that. Even I see this with people around certain emotions. Like, if I let myself feel this, I'm going to feel this way forever, and it's never going to go away. It's really oh. like rooted in that stuckness like and yes lock in the nature of of the universe and the nature of the nervous system which is changeability the only thing that's real right is really that things are are always in change in our you know 3d reality at least and working with with the layers not just in the mind but in the body that give you a deeper sense of trust and connection that's what I call connection to soul power connection to the spiritual aspect of you embodied and help root you into more of the reality which is like okay things are going to shift and are going to change and if I let myself slow down and have that winter season naturally I'm going to move mm-hmm. into spring and summer. like I don't have to always resist winter resist slowing down resist resting just because there's a level in my mind that is afraid of going there and never getting started again and also going there and what that means around worthiness because so much of mm. our soul identity of how worthy we are comes from how productive we are, how much praise we get, how much we get done, how active we are, what like the shape and the form of our body, mm, what yeah. we look external factors create this like deep sense of internal unworthiness so that when we do slow down and just access that state of being, oftentimes what we come into contact with is deep shame around who we are because of these social constructs that have, you know, programmed into us that our worthiness is from how much we do rather than just who you are. So it really takes some wow, deeper programming so to re-embrace your inherent worthiness. That's not about what you do at all. It's it's in you. It's in who you are. Yeah. So that's so. I mean, on a big level, it is a it it is a paradigm shift. You know, we have to. Um, I don't want to say this embrace that more consciously maybe you know at the beginning of the podcast i talked a lot about honesty to ourselves 
most importantly, and because sometimes we can fool others, or you know, maybe even it's, it's right to you know not get into things, but but to ourselves, and so maybe even just looking at um, what's around that that messaging, that belief. You know, like the shame. Like, so in a way, you're saying it's very like I'm not good enough, so I need to do this this much. And you're right to get the acclaim. Yeah. It's reminding me also the conversation we had earlier. We had some callers also about social media. Uh, Keisha mentioned it. That uh, called in earlier of, of this perf- like we're always this performative. You know, it's like we're in this performative focus constantly, you know, with subscribers and likes and this and that and doing how much did you do? And even a lot of times people, when you say, how are you? A lot of times people answer with what they've been doing or how busy they are, you know, or how exhausted. Um, so you're saying that that's a component in a way of kind of shame or not enough or not good enough and feeling that you have to get this validation. Yeah, like that. Well, because it's something. So if I'm about this more deeply, it's like, what is the real fear? Because okay, I hear like the primary fear for many people, which is, what if I never, like, if I stop, if I slow down, what if I never start again? What what happens then? Right. But then I get really curious and like, well, what if it like, let's say that does happen, which most likely that's not going to happen because. I know. That's the thing. I tell that to my clients all the time. And yeah, it's like, okay, unless you're a major slacker, but I don't know too many, you know, like what you see on TV. I I don't know too many of those people. (laughs) And they're just eating potato chips all day or Cheetos on the, but people have that (laughs) image of themselves, right? Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just say like that does happen, right? You slow down indefinitely. Like, what's the real fear about that? Like, what are you worried about having to feel if you just slow down and become inactive and aren't productive for the rest of your life? And usually it's a sense of, well, if I know, if I'm not doing anything, if I'm not creating anything productively, then I'm worthless or everyone will judge me or what will, you know, what will other people think? And so usually there's like a much deeper layer there that is around shame that, mm. And survival, too, right? Yeah. Yep. And survival. It really hits that survival. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is the time, everyone, we need to be looking at all this. This is, I mean, there's just the energies right now planetarily are really, I feel like cosmic mother, father, earth mother is holding us you know, to, and that part of ourselves to really look at this because we can't carry on how we did in the old paradigm. We just cannot. It's not sustainable and it's not congruent or coherent or resonant with the new world that's being created. We will, we will, we will freak out or something will happen like that. You know what I mean? It's like, this it's, it's never really been true, but I feel like in the new paradigm, what's being co-created is this piece is so important and to really look and go, what keeps us on that perpetual hamstring? What is the, and, and maybe that, what do you tell me what you think, Caitlin? 
getting that message, let's say we work with this, play with it, you know, hold the space for us, healing space for ourselves with this. I'm just wondering, will that make a shift, let's say, in the body, let's say with adrenals, kidneys, nervous system, be a way of not just healing more the nervous system or bringing support, but even resetting it? Yeah, that's really, I think one thing that's happening at this time that we're in right now is a lot of cleansing and a lot of purging of old stuff that we don't need to take forward with us anymore. And that includes this release of past nervous system states and nervous system reliances, survival settings that we don't actually really need but some part of us really feels like we do and so right like bringing away and the letting go that's happening and with that when you're able to let that fully resolve discharge move through the nervous system then you can access a new rhythm and a new neurostate which can be more in alignment with that the ability to flow through your highs and through your lows, and with that I mean through states of activation, which can include passion and play and creativity and, you know, going forward in life, and then states of receptivity and slowing down and resting and healing and sleeping and nourishing mm. and able to ebb and flow between the two without getting stuck on or stuck off. You get to find more mm. movement. Mm-hmm. Not stuck on or stuck off. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's finding that rhythm that, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. God, I love that. It's the worthiness and work. Like, so the worthiness piece and working with people and like you're too much or not enough too much going on, too much energy. It, it, part of what I'm hearing is you really, it's, it's about rebalancing, but not from the mind of what we think, but more from the body, from the instinctual awareness. Yeah, and a deep, it takes a deep trust of the intelligence of your body, which is another deep layer to work with because another thing many of us are taught is not to not to trust the body and mm-hmm. how to not just listen and feel but really trust in the intelligence of all of our feelings including the ones that you might have been told are negative or bad or might literally feel kind of unpleasant in the moment accessing and remembering the intelligence and the information, the wisdom inside all of the sensations that come forward, that's really, those are the portals. Your sensations are the portals mm-hmm. that allow you to start movement in the nervous system because, you know, there's like this mis, misbelief in a lot of communities that we're, we, around nervous system work, that we just want to feel relaxed all the time, just rest and digest, like just do a ton of parasympathetic nervous system work. And the reality is that is a wonderful state for us to be in, but it's incomplete because we need the sympathetic nervous system. Like I said earlier, that's where we feel passionate and alive, and that's what gets us up and out of bed in the morning. And we need the parasympathetic, mm-hmm. of course, also to relax and rest and 
we have to find definite balance here. I think what happens for a lot of people who are stuck on, who are stuck more in anxiety or overdoing or perfectionism, people-pleasing, um, stuck in, like, very action-oriented nervous system states is there can be this idea like, oh, I just need I just need to slow down and I just need to rest. It's very much like, again, that mental layer of here's another thing I have to do. But really, when you're in that state, what's most important is feeling what sensations are there, what the energy is trying to do, mobilizing that so it can discharge, and then your system is going to naturally drop into a more restful state. So it's not so much about resisting what is, it's about kind of leaning toward what's already here, finding the intelligence within that, trusting it, believing it, letting it move you until it moves through you, and then things just kind of drop back a state of balance. So deep mm-hmm. trust, letting resistance of what's already here and what's already happening and letting go of those mental layers that like to control and judge and put shoulds on you. That's like so important to work with. Mm, I like that. So again, it's, it, you talked about the kind of the, your personal flow, the inner flow, and that it, I, I like that because it's it's reminding me of years ago when I studied uh, one part of the hypnotherapy, medical hypnotherapy. We had a whole module on uh, stress and and good stress, bad stress, distress is you know non-life enhancing. But to your point, that even getting up from a chair, you're putting stress. We're going for where there's stress on the body. We need a certain amount of stress to move to motivate or to just get from one body position to another, and and that's also a metaphor for our life. But part of what I'm hearing you say, it's the way we go through life, maybe. It's, like you said, the ups, the highs, the the different fluctuations in the energetic patterns. It sounds like what you're saying is also the way we navigate or go through it or, or... maybe respond to it um, that we can perhaps bring them, you know, a good amount of healing or change to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we have our feelings, we have our sensations and then we have our feelings about our feelings or our judgments about our feelings. And that's where we get stuck. Right. If we can just be with the feelings, like if I can just be with the emotion of sadness, for example, and especially if I can be with that sadness as it shows up in my body as sensation, which perhaps is heaviness in my heart. If I can just be with that, feel it, embrace it, love it even, there's no issue. The things are going to continue on. The sadness stay. If I can really be there, especially if there's not a whole lot of mental story and Um, ego attached with it but where we get stuck is the sadness comes and we have the thought oh my gosh this is sadness it's going to be here forever there's something wrong with me I need to do something to get rid of this nobody can know about this I need to fix or change this or we have a secondary emotion which is I feel so angry that I'm sad right now pissed about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I can't Mm -hmm. fix it it's not going away I'm so frustrated that this sadness is here So if we can kind of start to see through some of those secondary reactions to our feelings and just be with the feelings purely as they show up, that's honoring 
the natural cycles of movement and the organic intelligence of these sensations, emotions, feelings in the body. But it's when we have secondary parts that come in and react and don't trust that these feelings are going to resolve, don't believe that there's wisdom in them, that shame us for even feeling that way. Because there is definitely deep shame around different emotions. Like, for some reason, many people, or many women especially, feel like, Anger is not an emotion that they can feel. Like, that's just not okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, and everybody's going to be unique in terms of what what conditioning they have around their feelings. But if we can just stay with purely feelings, and this is where, like, meditation practice actually comes in hand really, really powerfully. But instead of meditating on the breath or transcendence, you're really meditating to get more intimate and go more in down and in rather than up and out that's when things can start to shift and to mobilize and usually those sensations will only last for about 90 seconds before they start to transform into something new which might not be pleasant might be shifting into a a deepening it might be like intensifying if you can stay with those cycles eventually there'll be a release which can oftentimes feel really euphoric and really powerful and can reach the underside of what we've been told are negative emotions, which for sadness is oftentimes deep love. And if we can stay with our sadness enough, it turns into this really bittersweet, beautiful depth and beautiful mm-hmm. love and longing. And, and so being able to access that, the like portals of our emotions is how we reclaim some of these aspects of our human selves that we've also often really denied and then cut off from because of how we repress and suppress and avoid our feelings. Yeah, which to me this brings up the emotions, the feelings, and the whole feeling world, the whole world of touch, the whole um, sensual world of the earth. We've been taught to limit that connection or or full experience of it, um, you know, that I guess you would, yeah, I guess you would call it the central world, um, which as central beings feeling that we do want tactile, the tactile experience of, of, of love through creation or creative form, um, what do you say to that to maybe help people connect or touch into that or be aware of my cutting off from that? Um, and, and if that does have any effect on the nervous system or, or, or not. Yeah. So our sensory motor nervous system, which is part of how we sense the world around us, but also how we tune into internal sensation is deeply connected with the central nervous system, of course, and trauma wiring, trauma patterns, and oftentimes traumatic memory is really stored as sensory information. So that means a certain smell, certain lighting, certain time of the year, these sort of things that are linked to past undigested experiences. That's how I identify or define trauma for the most part. It's a much deeper conversation than that, but that's part of it. And so these past undigested experiences that still need to be digested and processed, they're often stored in our memory centers in the brain connected with 
different things that we sense, including internal sensations, but also sound, taste, smell, touch, all of this information gets stored. And so then it becomes really um, easy for people, especially if trauma has developed to a, a certain extent to become triggered into states of anxiety, of depression, of panic from sensory information. And so one of the most powerful ways to start reprogramming that is through connecting with sensual pleasure. And I don't mean like um, addictive sensual pleasures at all. I mean the subtle sensual pleasures that you can feel and access right now just by like rubbing your palms together or feeling mm. the coolness of your breath or listening to the sound of the bird song outside. Those simple sexual moments of pleasure, they like are these little cookies that we can feed the nervous system that let the nervous system exhale and be like, oh, I'm safe right now. And not only am I safe, I'm actually pretty good. Things are pretty okay. I feel pretty good. What this does is helps to increase a sense of internal safety so that you can be with feelings and emotions and internal states with more bandwidth, with more capability, with more of that sense of I can be with this, I trust myself, I trust the wisdom in these feelings and this emotion. So coming to deeper contact with, yeah, that earthly realm of our sensations, which has been deeply repressed, especially like religiously speaking, there's a whole lot of um, negativity around connecting with our earthly desires and our sensuality and pleasure and what what I know in terms of the nervous system and um, rewiring this is actually those are really, really beneficial, especially the non-addictive forms of pleasure that we can access. And I love the tantric teachings and the tantric practices that are really rooted in this modern neuroscience now or affirmed by modern neuroscience rather, which is to do little micro practices throughout your day so every minutes just coming back again to the sense of the palms together or the sense of the breath or the sense of sunlight on your skin or the smell of hot cocoa or whatever it is but really letting yourself receive it because there's so much to receive each and every moment and it's just about learning how to expand and open and and activate our receptivity channel and our receptivity powers in order to start reprogramming some of these deeper stored states and, and bringing more of the nervous system and more of the subconscious parts of us that are stuck in the past into contact with the present moment reality and present moment truth, which is usually for probably most people listening to this podcast right now, like, okay, enough. Like, you're safe enough. Things are okay. The house isn't on fire. There's no jaguar chasing you down. Yeah. Okay. And if not okay, then usually things are pretty good, right? Like it's yeah. pretty good. And um, even in those moments when things aren't going so good, there's still goodness that you can access. Even in those yeah. moments when things are really, really challenging and hard, there is still goodness, which again, that might just be really simple, rubbing the palms together. Like, okay, that feels kind of good. That feels at least neutral, mm -hmm. if not good. That self-soothing and, and, and connecting in, that you've got those receptors, nervous and neural receptors. 
Um, now, Caitlin, we're winding out of time. I want you you do have something coming up. If you could give us your um, website, and then I think you have a retreat or something coming up. You can let uh, our community know about that and where they can find out more information about you and that as well. Well, absolutely. So my website is www.hertemplehealing.com, and there you can find lots of resources and information. I do have a retreat coming up that's actually going to be in Mexico next May. It's our embodiment retreat. We'll do yoga, embodiment practices, nervous system practices. And we haven't launched registration quite yet, but if you're wanting to join us, you can head over to the website and there is a little form you can submit your email and I will send out an email once our registration is open and once we have some more information on that. But there's, there are a lot of other resources on the webpage too, so I definitely recommend you check that out. And, and where in Mexico? Do you know where you're doing it? Um, yeah, it's right outside of Puerto Vallarta at a retreat called Shinalani. Okay, okay, great. Well, really beautiful there. The, oh, yeah, and then your website was again? www.hertemple.com or hertemplehealing.com. Perfect. All right, Caitlin, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, learned a lot from you. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You take care. Very calming. I think I did a nervous system reset. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You take care. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, like, yes. Um, And Jay in the chat, wonderful about ginger. I don't know if you saw. I put in the chat, wonderful about ginger, your kitty cat. All right, everyone, that was Caitlin Rose. You can find out more information at hertemplehealing.com. I want to know more about her and what she's doing. Um, Some really good, I hope everybody re-listens. Boy. From the first part of the podcast, the callers, and this part, all really a nice synthesis of information, insight, and support. Um, If you want to connect with me further, if you happen to be new to the podcast, love for you to subscribe. You can connect with me on my YouTube channel, Instagram, Patreon, and, of course, soulplayground.life as well. I do believe everything is in the description box for the guest and for me. All right, everyone, as always, continue to shine your beautiful light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. I'm getting and Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.